Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the podcast with myself, Jer Prendergast. Um, before I just get started on this week's episode, um, I just want to say thanks to everybody who left a 5 star rating on Spotify and iTunes. Um, this is very important to help you know grow the podcast and reach a lot more people. So if you haven't done that already, um, I'd really appreciate you getting on and, and leaving that 5 star review, that would be really great. Um, so next then I just want to say thanks to Eamon McKenty who was on the podcast last week um, it was a great episode and I hope you all enjoyed it and got something from it um, I actually got great feedback from it so thanks to the people who got uh, in contact through Facebook and Instagram um, saying how much they enjoyed Eamon's um, podcast and uh, his story so that was great to hear back uh, so thanks for that um, so just a quick intro on this week's podcast. Um, I'm just going to talk about uh, swim stroke and uh, swim technique. Um, lots of people have kind of different views on what kind of works. And, you know, basically I'm going to kind of just talk about what worked for me from the time I started. Um, you know, all different kind of head positions and kick and stuff like that. Uh, so we'll get into that now as well and um, hopefully that you know you get something from this as well and you can take it into the pool or or wherever you're going to do your swimming Um, so i hope you enjoy this and as i say get something from it so a quick update on um, how training is going for the world record attempt in june at lilypool adventure center Um, uh, it's 60 ironmans in 60 days and uh, it's a double world record attempt so won the first record for most consecutive uh, ironmans uh, and then the second world record is uh, for most uh, ironmans in uh, a calendar year um, so yeah training's going really well uh, as I said um, I'm doing a lot of uh, strength training this year as well um, because obviously uh, you know it's 60 days long it's going to be hell on the body so I'm just trying to kind of strengthen up all the, the tendons ligaments joints everything as well as the muscles Um, so I've been doing a lot of kind of uh, walk in the gym um, push pull and leg workouts and then a bit more kind of triathlon specific uh, circuits as well and uh, they're going really well I can actually feel the benefit of those uh, uh, in the body as well and um yeah running is going really well i'm actually running three times a week this this year as well i didn't run that much last year but the session the sessions aren't that long um especially on the wednesday and or the monday and wednesday and a bit of a longer one on friday or the weekend Um, so they're going well uh, i'm doing probably four bikes about four or five bikes a week depending Um, again couple of long ones and a couple of short ones as well uh, and then swimming at least twice a week um, and yeah nothing nothing uh, too major there um, that, that's gone fairly well actually really well um, so everything's going well in terms of getting the sessions in uh, and being nice and consistent as opposed to kind of hammering the body doing you know big mad long 8 hour days 10 hour days like which um you know you, you you might think uh you would need to do to kind of replicate a day of the 60 um but what i'm trying to do now is just trying to stay say injury free really so i can get to the start line and my plan is then that say day one to ten will kind of be training for day you know 11 to 20 and so on and so on 
as opposed to kind of just wearing out the body before it even gets started. So again, just staying consistent and uh, not overdoing it. Uh, it's going really well. Um, so yeah, the, the time is actually flying in. Um, it's now like March is just over, going into April. And uh, so literally two months, eight weeks to go like uh, before we kick off. Um, it's June 5th to kick off and it'll go all the way up to August 3rd finishing with uh, the Celtic Warrior race which is held down in Lilliput on uh, August 3rd there's actually a back to back um, as well if anyone is interested down there on the on that weekend the 3rd and 4th of August um, that's a Saturday and Sunday um, but again any of those days from June 5th to August 6th uh, August 3rd sorry uh, the 60 days they're all open as well if anybody wants to enter into one of those as a, as a full day event. Um, and that'll be up on um, Lillyport Adventure Centre website fairly soon. Um, so there's a bit of info on, on that one there if you're interested in coming down and doing a bit of triathlon. Um, you'll be more than welcome. So the first um, thing I'd like to talk about in swim technique or swim stroke, um, <clears throat> in relation to myself... Uh, was when I started swimming, basically, uh, you know, I hadn't a clue what I was doing. And my kind of um, lead arm would drop down towards the floor before my other arm could even, you know, get overhead, not even get into the water. So I was kind of swimming in almost like a windmill position and uh, leading with the head, say. So I was creating like mega drafts and slowing me right down. This then obviously leads to lots of other problems like you can't get a breath, your feet are sinking and that you know there's literally no stroke there at all so there's no propulsion in the water and you're just sinking um, so that was basically a, a big problem for me um, so I, at, the, at the time I couldn't swim so I, I, I entered into um, the Dublin City Triathlon anyway and um, luckily enough you know it's wetsuit um, wetsuit allowed so that kind of got me through anyway it was, you know a wetsuit would give you a lot of buoyancy and it's just like swimming with armbands all over your body so without that, I would have been screwed, to be honest. And in the swim, I, I actually had to do a lot of breaststroking as well just to get, get through. Uh, it was only a 750-meter swim. Um, so after that then, I, you know, I did actually want to progress in triathlon, so I knew I had to get a lesson or two. And the first thing I fixed was that kind of leading with the head position. So obviously you want to lead with your with your arms, you know, when you're breaking the water with your arms, say, or with your hands on on with the entry then. Um so I got one lesson off a guy, um, Kevin Page down in um where is it, Donamede, uh, the Trinity Sports and Leisure down in Donamede. Um he's an elderly an older gentleman and um really nice fella actually. And he you know, literally just showed me that one thing. Uh, I had one lesson with him and he says, away with you there now and work on that for a while. And I must have spent like, the best part of a year just focusing on that one thing. But everything else kind of fell into place then. Not not perfectly, but a lot of things fixed themselves um, because of that one thing. So it was the, basically the catch-up. So when when you're kind of leading with your hands, your hands should be at, say, 1 and 11 on the clock. And obviously your, your fingertips then point down on the pull. And you're, you're, say if you're pulling with the right hand, the left hand is still leading out in front. Um, and obviously you don't pull with the left hand then until the right hand is almost about to enter back into the water. Um, so I worked on that for a while. 
Um, this then you know keeps the head down, which helps keep keeps the feet elevated, and uh, so it does fix a lot of things. Um, and I find when when you know you're in the pool, you see a lot of uh, beginner swimmers, and that's you know for them uh, the one thing that they you can see they're struggling with as well. Um, so if if you know if you look up kind of catch up, uh, if you Google catch up and and how to do that properly, uh, you can you know if you think you're you're struggling with that. Um, you know, work on that a bit and see how it goes for you. Um, in relation to me, once I start doing that, you know, a lot of other things fell into place for me. So that would be the first thing um, I would say, you know, look to improve. So the second bit of uh, technique um, I'd like to talk about is the head position. Uh, it's a very important one, actually. And there's a couple of different um, uh, lines of thought on this one some people say you know you should be looking straight down and some people uh, think you should be looking a tad forward um so there's there's two kind of different thoughts on it um for me like today i was in the pool actually i'm not long out of the pool and um you know the lane was fairly full so i couldn't get a proper session in so i, t- I decided just to mess around with uh, um different kind of you know positions of the head um i generally would would swim with swimmers who are faster than me so i'm always kind of you know looking where their feet are um obviously because you don't want to be tapping on their feet or swimming into them um and that's that's pretty much always the way i've swam but today i tried the head down position so you're looking straight down and basically the idea behind that is once your head is midline uh, or in a neutral position your feet then your, your spine is in a straight line then all the way down to your feet and your feet are lifted uh up out of the water that that bit more so there's less drag then you're creating less drag in the water so you should kind of propel yourself forward a bit more easily uh, when you pull yourself through or when you're kicking and it obviously makes the kicking a bit easier as well Um, so that was something I tried today and I actually thought it was really good Um, it was something different to what I'm usually doing and I, I also found then another couple of things changed as well like my pull was a bit better as well because of it Um, so for me, I would probably start swimming, you know, with the head down a bit more now and see, you know, take it to the open water and see does it work for me there. Obviously, you're sighting a bit more in open water, so, um, but I'm going to work on that a bit more to see does it help um, with propulsion in the water. Um, so that's something to look at for yourself as well. Uh, you know, if you're into, if your feet are dropping a bit more in the water, you know, try that head down position with the, the head and see does that help you a bit more. And the thing with the, looking slightly forward the fee may drop a bit more but of course you can see you know who's in front of you or um you know what's ahead of you a lot better so two different head positions to try and mess around with there so try them both and see what works best for you and um you know if it, if it helps your times helps you go faster with the head down or vice versa probably stick with that one i'm working that one for a bit longer similarly to head position um is you know when you're when you're trying to breathe is lifting the head out of the water to gasp and, and try and get a breath i actually see a lot of this as well um so same as the head position looking forward what you get there is um your feet dropping in the water then what that's doing again is creating that drag and slowing you right down and um, you're you're that bit more vertical in the water where you want to try and get more horizontal so um, what you need to do is try and keep your your head down um when you're going to breathe down what you want to do is roll from one side get your breath in and then face down again uh, do your stroke your three strokes and then you're rolling to the other side 
and uh, try and get your breath in there keeping your head in that neutral position obviously you can twist your, your neck rotate your neck a bit more as well to get the breath in but what you're what you're looking for is one eye in, uh, submerged in the water and the other eye out and trying to get your breath in that position um, you still want to kind of get a nice uh, you don't want to be getting short breaths in where you can't um, you know where your, your heart rate is flying up as well you want to get a nice controlled breath as well so just be aware of that as well but what I'm talking about with the head lift is if you're kind of lifting your head up out of the water to try and gasp and get a breath in and again what happens there is the feet drop so have a think about that one next time you're swimming and uh, try it out and see does it work for you as well so the next one then um, we were just talking there about uh, rolling from side to side when we're taking a breath um, so that's what we want to do when we're stroking as well we want to kind of roll our hips or rotate our hips uh, from one side to the other instead of swimming flat basically now when you're swimming uh, and still rotating your hips you still want your head in, in that neutral position when your face down is in the water that's when we're not going for a breath so your head stays in that neutral position but you want your, your torso and your hips rotating from side to side with every stroke and uh, what that does then it just makes your body that bit more kind of uh, hydrodynamic or aquadynamic whatever you want to call it and it just you know gives you a bit more of a glide in the water then for your arm stroke when you're rotating side to side you're kind of you're almost uh, activating those bigger back muscles and shoulder muscles to help you kind of get a better pull on the water also uh, and obviously then you get better propulsion so it makes you swim faster and with less effort as well so you're saving energy and um, this is good for obviously you know longer distance swimming as well so again just try and ro- uh, roll in your body with every stroke um, keeping the head neutral and then when you're getting the breath your whole body roll uh, rotates with the head as well to get that breath in so again that's another one to try and think about practice with um, yeah so see how you get on with that one then the next one is um, probably breathing out under the water so it's important obviously to you know after you get your breath in as soon as your face enters the water start your breath out uh, you want to get all that co2 out of the muscles you want to get all the breath out and um, so then when you come back up for the next breath you're not trying to empty empty what you have in your lungs so you can uh, to try and get another breath in and you're not you know rushing that breath in so you can get a full uh full um lung full of air uh to to get you through to the next uh section of the the swim until you get your next breath even um so yeah so as soon as you take uh, that breath in you're immediately blown out and um, some people blow out through the nose some people blow out, blow out through the water and um, personally i oh, blow out through the water. some people blow out through their uh, their mouth and um, personally i blow out through my mouth as well and um, i just find similarly to running i can get more bre- uh, more of a breath in uh, in through the mouth and out through the mouth uh, and it's the same kind of thing for in, in swimming as well i can get a good uh, lung fall in through the mouth and then um, same again get as much air out uh, through the mouth as well so that's something to practice with and see how you get on with that one as well Uh, next one then um, would be on the pull itself actually and the high elbow pull so what that means is the the first part of the pull basically you want your fingertips to point down and what that does then is kind of creates more of a surface area with your hand and your forearm. Um, so you want your elbow not to come back towards, say, your hip. You want to keep it where it is. Rotate the, the, 
fingertips pointing down then you create that kind of vertical uh, position with the forearm uh, and the hand so again you're creating more area to kind of pull the water which will you know push you forward that bit more propel you forward a lot more and um, so that's called a high elbow pull Um, obviously some people some people struggle say with one side if they you know an imbalance in their in their shoulders or whatever they, they struggle with you know one side a bit more than the other but um that's a really big one actually so try and work on that one Um what will will help that actually is when you're on on actually hand entry so when you uh your hand enters the water for the first time it should be in that uh, one o'clock or an 11 o'clock position um so then your, your fingertips have a chance to point straight down and then straight into the pull as well um so that's a big one there that's something to really work on what you could do as well when you're when you're doing that is probably use a pull boy in between the legs so you don't have to worry about the feet sinking and you can just focus on that one again you know so you don't have to worry about breathing you could do it with a snorkel as well um but of course i wouldn't sit, um, recommend using them all the time same with any kind of piece of swim kit you know um, just use it for certain amounts of, of the session and, and then try and bring that uh, say talking about the high elbow pull try and bring that into uh, your stroke when you're not using any of the equipment at all um, but that's a big one um, to work on so again see how you get on with that one then on the other end then with the legs um, what kind of kick are you going to use so most triathletes myself included kind of come to the sport late um i i haven't i didn't start triathlon until i was 32 basically um so i i obviously didn't have that feel in the water that a, a, a swimmer would have who had swam since you were a child um so the kick is is a big one for most most triathletes because of that um so we find it really hard to get kind of um a, a bit of synchronicity uh between our, our kick and our, our pull um there's a bit of um bit of timing issue there um, so for me what I do is I have a 2B kick so every time my hand uh, say my right hand enters the water my left foot would kick and vice versa when my left hand enters the water my right foot would kick um, so it's, it's a bit of a lazy kick um, uh, 2B kick so it's nice and relaxed um, it's probably perfect for long distance swimming so you know us guys who are doing kind of triathlon distance or tri- Ironman triathlon distance uh, would probably use this a bit more. Um, of course, a si- something like a 6B kick, you know, you're working really hard and you're using a lot of energy. Obviously, you're moving faster as well if you have that kind of uh, feel for the water in your kick, which I don't, so I stick with the 2B kick. Um, as I said, it's nice and relaxed. It's nice and uh, slow and uh, most of my, well, pretty much i'd say 95 percent of my propulsion probably comes from my my arms and um, that bit of that bit of a kick i do is just really to keep my feet on top of the water um, and just try and not create drag that's essentially all i'm doing with my feet is trying not to not allow them to make any drag in the water Um again you know when you're in you know outdoor swimming you have the wetsuit and this is a you know a lot easier to do and uh, the wetsuit helps with the with the, the leg drop in the water so you don't have to worry about it as much there but 
in terms of um you know in a pool it's definitely you know a lot more kind of energy saving um you can kind of swim for swim for a lot longer so you can do kind of longer sets as well um whereas if you're doing the uh, six speed kick now it'd be a bit more of a kind of a sprinting kind of distance um so that's what i do anyway and um, i would imagine well i know a lot of uh triathletes who are new new to swimming um or newish to swimming tend to use that kick as well um, it's something that's you know it's actually hard to practice it kind of took me a long time to get it and when it did come it kind of just happened itself it happened naturally i was doing a lot of um kicking in the water with uh with fins um and i think that kind of helped as well so i'd probably put in you know over over the course of say 3k i'd probably put in you know probably 400 of that maybe even 300 300 to 400 of that as a uh, kicking um throughout the session with fins on as well so um yeah that's that's uh, how it worked for me anyway um so see how that goes for you so then another one um this is actually one i see a lot of the time actually uh with people who are uh, not even not even newbies just a lot of triathletes have this um i had it for a long time but i worked on it a lot uh it's something i've seen a lot of um yeah triathletes as i say it's something i've seen on the weekend there i was at a, a triathlon camp uh troy coach bjorn's camp and it was great actually he'd done a bit of video analysis and most of the lads had this um this uh kind of you know bad bit of a uh, form in their stroke you know um, it's basically it was basically their their hand crossing the midline point of their body so if you imagine uh, a midline the midline of your body say down between your eyes down the mid center of your nose uh, down the front of your chest uh, the sternum and down towards the, the the feet then that's an imaginary line down your body so when you're face down in the water what you don't want is say your right hand coming across that midline onto your left side and then vice versa you don't want your left hand coming across the midline onto your right side and what you're doing then is you're kind of pushing imagine if your left hand is on the right side you're pushing down and you're kind of swimming off to the right hand side you're pushing to the your hand to the left and then down so you're pushing your whole body down across to the right so what you're doing then is essentially swimming in a kind of a zigzag um so it's very common actually um what i kind of done done to fix that is when i was um when i was down when i was in the pool face down i was thinking about throwing my hand out towards the far corner of the pool and you know you're almost over exaggerating it, but you feel you know you feel like you're over exaggerating but it, you know if you were to look at it on a video you know your hand would probably be nice and straight then and uh, so kind of over exaggerate the hand going out say right hand going out to the right and left hand going out to the left to the both corners of the pool say and uh and then do your pull then from there um yeah so obviously the if if your hand is crossing the midline you have that kind of zigzag pull and what your forearm is doing as well is kind of acting as a break almost um you know creating a lot of drag there stopping your your propulsion stopping your body from going forward um so again keeping your hands at say one and eleven on entry will uh sort that one out um and that's a that's a big one there as well um something it's easily fixed as well you know you you walk on that for you know an amount of time and before you know it 
uh, you don't even have to think about it anymore. Um, but very common kind of um, uh, poor bit of technique I see a, a lot of the time in pools. Um, so yeah, that's something to really think about and work on there. And then the last little thing, um, it's not really about technique uh, in the swim stroke, but it's just um, more of a, a tip as well or just something to talk about is the use of a nose clip. Um, I never used one. Um, I never felt I needed to really. Uh, now, I obviously did get water up the nose as pretty much everyone does when they start swimming. But, um, you know, it's something I just kind of walked through and... Um, you know, there's a couple of reasons for, I would say, you know, for not using them. Uh, one, you know, you can, like any piece of equipment, you can kind of get too used to it then. And then when you don't have it, you know, it can stop you from actually swimming altogether, you know. So you don't want to be over-reliant on something like that. Um, especially, you know, let's say if we're in a race and we get a kick in the nose and it knocks the nose clip off and you're only 2K into a 4K swim, say... Uh, what are you going to do then, you know, if you are used to a nose skip, you should carry a spare one, but uh, even if your spare one, you know, you lost your spare one, or your spare one gets knocked off, what are you going to do then, is the game over for you then, um, so for me, like, that's that's probably one of the reasons why I, I just kind of, uh, you know, got through it, and, and learned how to swim without it, um, but of course then, does you know an argument for using it but more so you know when you're when you're first starting swimming um you know it can help you keep the head down which of course leads to the feet up and everything else we talked about before so it, it can help you get you know a much better uh technique a much smoother swim stroke in the beginning um but again you don't want to be over reliant on it so we might find you know, swim for 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 a year, may maybe or you know half year, um, probably no longer than a year, and then try and wean yourself off it then until you can you know swim for full sessions without, uh, and that's probably the best way if you are going to swim with one, uh, that's probably the best way to do it. But just make sure you you, you tell yourself that and you you know tell yourself you're gonna have to get rid of it in the future and and then um, that you're not gonna rely on it forever, um, because you can't use it well it's not you can't use it you know more than likely you'll forget one or you won't have access to one some stage in the future and then you're kind of up shit creek then so um the best thing to do is try and learn to swim without one um so yeah that's that's um something that kind of like i, I kind of came across with uh with miriam as well my, my wife actually swims with one all the time and I've noticed, you know, if she doesn't have uh, a swim, uh, a nose clip now, she she just won't swim, like, which is which is not really any use to then um, for progressing in your swimming, you know. So uh, for me, I would say try and, try and swim without one as soon as you can from the start, if you can. If it's a must, um, you know, use it and then try and wean yourself off in the future uh, and just uh, think about that, um, that that's just what has to happen in the future. Um, so yeah that's that's just what I, I think about that anyway so that's just my quick episode on swim stroke and swim technique um, a few points there I hope you got something from them and you know take those little points to the pool with you and, and try and develop your stroke a bit more just remember it does take time like you know each one of those is not going to happen in one session it's going to take a long time like you, you know some of them will take up to a year but and then even at that then you probably you know you, you you can walk in kind of little um 
bad techniques as well then even after that so you you, you know it's a constant kind of uh, battle to to kind of keep a nice smooth swim stroke um, we're constantly uh, trying to fix it you know it's never going to be perfect and it's always a work in progress so just a few things there to think about and I hope um, hope they help um, and I hope um, yeah you can get something from that to, to help improve your own swim stroke and then lastly again I just want to say thanks to everybody who's listening to the podcast and um, your support it really means a lot um, the five star reviews on Spotify and uh, iTunes are really cool the messages I'm getting on Facebook and Instagram are really cool as well. So big thanks to them and or for them. And uh, hope you're really enjoying the podcast as much as I am enjoying recording it. So yeah, look forward to the next episode and chat to you then. Bye.